Waking up has never felt this good. I love the music. the music. Best music. Breakfast with friends on CCFM 107.5. 14 minutes past 8. Coming up, very excited. We've got Taryn Little sharing her personal testimony. And we are super, super excited to say good morning and welcome to Breakfast with Friends to Taryn. Hi, Taryn. How are you? Good morning. Very excited. (laughs) We are also very excited and uh, just so glad that this is the day that you get to share your personal testimony. So, Taryn, Story of Hope is literally that. It's your personal testimony. It's about you sharing what God has done in your life and uh, thank you so much for being willing the floor is yours thank you jonathan good morning ccfm listeners thank you for the opportunity to share my story of hope i must just say that i have been knocking on the ccfm door since 2016 and god has really been teaching me about the wisdom of his perfect timing and that the waiting period is really when god prepares us and he refines us and prunes us for when he decides to open the door. So my encouragement to anyone out there who has grown impatient with God, um, as I have, keep trusting his perfect timing. He knows exactly what he's doing. Just take the next God-guided step. My story really begins when I was nine years old and my mother was pregnant with my baby brother. And our family was very excited because her doctor had said that it would most likely be a Christmas baby. Instead, on Christmas Eve, my, my mother and stillborn baby brother died during childbirth. And this was really the pivotal event that changed me, and, and not in the best way. I was extremely angry with God. I thought, who was this God that took mommies away from little girls on Christmas Eve? Could he not have chosen a different day? God had forced me to live with a very painful Christmas Eve memory. I hated Christmas. I hated the season. The sound of a Christmas carol the sight of a Christmas decoration sent me right back to the pain and trauma of the nine-year-old girl who, who lost her mommy on Christmas Eve. I, I was very angry with my father. I judged him for the way he chose to grieve. I was angry with him for remarrying a woman that was not anything like my mommy. Um, My stepmother suffered from bipolar, manic depressive um, disorder, a disease I did not understand, nor did I care to understand, because it was all about my pain and the pity parties that I regularly threw for myself. I went into my adolescence, into my 20s and into my late 30s. I suffered from extreme anger outbursts. Um, My anger was often physical at times. I could pick up a table and throw it through the window. I suffered from deep depression, a deep sense of sadness, low self-esteem, worthlessness. I suffered from something called comparison syndrome where you compare yourself to others to the extent that you feel less than. I just never felt that what Taryn had to offer was good enough. I was always comparing myself and measuring myself to someone else. Huge self-doubt in my gifts and my abilities. And I would tell myself all of these negative things about myself. I wore my pain like a, a medal of honor and they, my, my pain became my excuse for not moving into growth, for staying stuck. And so Jonathan, I set out into the 
of my peace, my identity, my purpose, my self-worth, my wholeness, anything that could fill the emptiness and anesthetize the emotional pain. And I searched in a few places, romantic relationships, always looking for that Prince Charming who would save me from my life of misery, my, my other half who would make me whole. And it is so unfair, young woman, to place the responsibility of our wholeness on another human being. And so there were many, many failed romantic relationships. I was extremely drawn to the nightlife. I would be at a nightclub at least four to five times a night, come home in the wee hours of the morning. I remember coming home one night from a nightclub at 7 a.m. in the morning, and my dad was busy pulling out his car to go to the first church service. And he said, my child, I will stay on my knees for you. So to the parents out there, stay on your knees for your children. It's because of my dad's prayers that I sit here today. And of course, with nightclub came alcohol. I used alcohol to anesthetize my pain. I saw the signs of potential alcoholism, but I chose to ignore those signs. I could not enter an event or a party or a gathering without having had two to three alcoholic drinks to give me the self-esteem boost that I needed so that if I walked in, I felt like I was enough. I became a shopaholic. I had no respect for money. Shopping became that quick fix, that high, that top that I just had to have, that pair of shoes that I just had to have that I didn't need, but that again just made me feel good about myself. And there are many other dysfunctional spaces that I searched in too much to share in this interview. But of course, I did not find what I was looking for because when the high of the anesthetizing wears off, the loneliness, the depression, the sadness, the hopelessness is in fact magnified. And so after going round and round in what I call a desert experience, I thought, you know what, if the watch is broken, we take it to the watchmaker. Perhaps I should check with the one who's, who has created me. Perhaps I should check with my creator. And so I prayed the, this prayer, and it was a very arrogant prayer. These are the exact words. I said, God, if you exist, and if you are out there, show me why you created me. Show me why I was born. Save me from this hopelessness, this emptiness, this uncertainty. There has to be more to my life than the pain that I'm living. Give me a job for you because this one is killing me. And my God answered in ways that still have me pinching myself. A God in a God who was able to take someone who was so terribly broken, so lost, so hopeless, and not only transform me and restore me, but to restore me to fulfill his purposes through my life. And this is what God showed me. He reminded me that at nine years old, I wanted to write a book. And so I requested a typewriter for Christmas and it was the last gift my mom, my mommy bought me before she died. And he showed me that I was to use my passion for words to help transform the world and point the world to him. He showed me that because of my own brokenness, he had called me to be a counselor, to journey with others and help them make sense of their own pain. He's called me to be a psychology lecturer and he's called me to educate 
but not only to educate through my theoretical knowledge, but to equip and to create spaces of healing for my students, to equip them with personal transformational skills. He showed me, Taryn, your degrees mean nothing. Your academic qualifications mean nothing if it does not go hand in hand with personal transformation. And so he's birthed in me a, an academic course called Unlearning, which is a combination of my theoretical knowledge and all that God has required me to unlearn. That which he has called you to teach, he will call you to unlearn first. If I were to juxtapose unlearning to a scripture, I would say it echoes the heartbeat of Romans 12, 2, which says, do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may know God's good, pleasing and perfect will. Our academic qualifications, our theoretical knowledge is no longer enough. If we are to, to live Romans 12, 2, then transformation needs to happen from the inside out. We cannot only be qualified by our degrees, we need to be qualified in Christ. This is what God has shown me. He's shown me that I am enough. He's shown me that I'm worthy, that my identity is not found in a man. It is found in him. It is found in Jesus. I have found my joy. My life is not without challenge. But I sit in the storm and I sit in the boat, knowing that my God is, is asleep and I have found my peace and my purpose in him. And that he, Jonathan, he has a plan for my life and that it is a good plan. It is a plan not to harm me, but to give me a hope and a future. And I dare not do life without him. All I have to do and all you have to do is to put your weak hand in his strong hand and journey with him. I love what you said earlier, Jonathan, on the radio. You said that this life right now is so fragile. It is so short. We have to do what God has birthed us to do. There is no longer a choice. And so I say to everyone who is listening that this is not about Taryn this morning. This is about the God who has transformed Taryn and what he has done for me, he can do for you. Amen. Yo. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Taryn. Uh, what an incredible testimony, and thank you for being willing to share with us. Taryn, uh, thank you so much. Uh, may God bless you, and uh, we really, really appreciate you so much. Would you mind to pray for us, please? A short prayer, please. And, and this morning I just come before God with just a huge gratitude for opportunity, um, a huge gratitude for breath, um, huge gratitude that he has made a way for us to, to enter into relationship with him. And that relationship is available to all of us. I pray for humanity right now, and I know that it is in a fragile space that we are all um, experiencing great personal and great global pain. But I just want everyone to know that the God of, of mercy, the God of grace, the God of comfort, the God of restoration, he is the God of the value, and that is where he will meet us. He will meet us in those valley moments. And, and um, I just bless Africa this morning. God bless Africa. Um, God bless Cape Town. God bless her people. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 
Amen and amen. Taryn, thank you so much for your time. May God bless you and keep you. you. And uh, yeah, no, thank you. Thank you so, so much. Taryn Little's incredible story of hope. And we say a big thank you to her for sharing with us this morning. Waking up has never felt this good. I love the music. Best music. Breakfast with friends on CCFM 107.5.